is Brandon House Live. Whether the issue is law, science, economics, history, family, social issues, education, religion, government, or national security, Brannon brings the issues of the day into clear focus through the lens of a Judeo-Christian worldview. And now, here is your host, Brannon House. All right, good evening and welcome to the broadcast. Glad you are with us here broadcasting at worldviewtube.com and Lindell TV for our final broadcast on Lindell TV. And again, uh, it will be continuing at worldviewtube.com and at patriot.tv. And thank you to all of you for being loyal listeners and followers for the past three years. And of course, we are parting as friends and we'll continue to working with Mike, but this is a great new opportunity for me to build a publicly traded company, something I've wanted to do, and build a TV network based around largely national security. We'll be booking in a lot of shows over there where a lot of these guys are gonna be former military, high-ranking military, as our country and world heads toward World War III. We'll obviously concentrate on economics, globalism, the border, and so much more, but we're gonna be a strong national security outlet, and I look forward to building that. Mike has a, a team that's come in around him, uh, so that gives him the opportunity to fill in the gaps and gives us a nice, gracious exit, to pursue new opportunity. So for those who say we're pulling the rug out from under Mike or leaving him at his hour of need, stop it with those silly, stupid emails or texts. Uh, that's false. You don't know what you're talking about. He has a team of people around him, and that's exactly uh, this new team and this group has allowed us to be able to do what we do in a way that benefits everybody. So at the end of the day, uh, this is what God's called our, our organization to in this program, which was going on. Uh, well, I've been doing radio and TV uh, since, well, 1995 is when I first became a professional full-time radio broadcaster, then television, started my own TV network, digital, in 2006. And, of course, it got picked up by a lot of terrestrial stations that I'm on today, as well as being picked up prime time on, um, uh, what is it, DirecTV. I was on a DirecTV channel for five years, prime time. So I've been doing this a long time. I've worked with a lot of groups over the years. Some of them I'm still working with. Uh, others, you know, I work for a period of time in a season and then I move on to another opportunity. And that's what's happened here. And Mike is in great, great position to keep going. And I'm in a position to build something new and work with General Flynn. So I've had the opportunity to work with two great Americans, Mike Lindell for three years and now working with General Michael Flynn. So again, thank you to all of you, but let's uh, keep everything in context not lose our heads, wring our hands, and, well, uh, blow things out of proportion when there's nothing here. Everything is just fine, folks. Um, they'll continue, and we'll continue. And I'll continue at worldviewtube.com. Each and every night, worldviewtube.com and at patriot.tv. Joining me now is Anthony Rubin. Anthony, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Anthony, you've got some breaking news you text me about today. Please tell me about it. Sure. Well, we obtained footage from inside three illegal alien compounds is what I would call them. Shelters, if you want to use that word, um, you know, highly secretive facilities in Manhattan. One of them right next to Times Square in uh, Floyd Bennett Field in uh, Brooklyn and then on uh, Randall's Island, which is also in Manhattan. Uh, mega facilities. I mean, between the three of those alone, we're talking 
roughly 10,000 people. Actually, at max capacity, if you add each one of those up, it would be 10,000 people. And those are just that's just those three facilities we obtained footage at. But there's many more across the state of New York. We obtained footage from in there, and it's incredible what's in there. I mean, confessions from security guards where they say, yeah, you know, I, I saw, saw somebody get stabbed in here last week. I confiscated knives from some – I've confiscated multiple knives from people here. Uh, you know, there was somebody who went up to the roof and threw themselves off the top. Uh, there was somebody who slit their wrists and we saw blood pouring out from the door and only then were we able to realize what was going on and, and you know, they died on the scene. Stuff like that. I mean, all these incredible stories you don't hear on the news because nobody's allowed in there, but we obtained the footage and it's out there. Wow. Let me go to your X account because there it is right there. Inside New York's illegal alien compounds. The first ever expose of New York's migrant shelters, stabbings, drugs, weapons, deaths and more. Muckrager has obtained never-before-seen footage from inside three of New York's secret illegal alien compounds. Now, how long have these been going, and and uh, what, what, are they able to leave? Can they just up and leave if they want? 100% they're able to leave. Well, they're there. It's like uh, it's almost like a homeless shelter, right? But they're there for like 30-day stints, and then they're able to go and apply for a renewal for the next month. Or they're actually also allowed to go and get relocated. So they could then say, hey, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. Um, I want to get relocated to Chicago. And then, you know, they will actually pay for, I believe the state of New York is who's paying for it directly, will pay for a bus ticket for them to get shipped out to Chicago. And then they could go there and stay in another shelter over there. And they could basically just go back and forth if they wanted to. Um, but I'm sorry, what was your question? I'm, I, I well, want to well, answer correctly. So first of all, was can they leave? So you're saying they can. Oh, yeah. They, and oh, how long, so, so yes. how long they, have they, they been can. there? Yeah, they, they can uh, they can go back and forth between the, the shelter or the compound. You know, for example, one of them, Floyd Bennett Field. You probably heard of that. Um, did you see the story? It was about a month or two ago where there were all these illegals that during a storm, they got put into a Brooklyn high school. Yes. And they had to kick the students out. Yes. That was this place. Okay. There, what, and that's kind of, it's like an, an abandoned airstrip, not a place where you can easily walk back and forth. They have buses like charter buses that show up just for the illegals at certain hours of the day they'll they'll pull up all these people will get into the buses and they'll take them into central brooklyn they dropped them off at a mall i think it was king's plaza mall in brooklyn and there they could go work they could go do whatever they need to do and then they could come back and sleep for free and they're allowed to go back and forth as they please that's so yes and then how long have these camps been there do you know um, uh, well, Row Hotel has been there for a couple of years now, and then I believe Randall's Island, and Randall's Island is about a year and a half, and I believe the same thing for Floyd Bennett Field around that much time. And how and how many are there? How many are we talking? Did you do you have a number? Did I just read it? Or oh not? yeah. What's yeah, the number? Yeah. So so uh, Randall's Island is max capacity of three thousand. Uh, Floyd Bennett Field is two thousand, and Row Hotel is five thousand. Row Hotel is, I mean, it's it's so insane prime manhattan real estate it is one block from times square it was formerly the fifth i guess it still is it's not being used for this anymore it's the fifth largest hotel in manhattan right prime real estate five thousand people are in there there's like 1300 rooms in there and um it costs it's estimated to cost roughly 500 dollars per day per head in that hotel so what that's 15,000 a month that's 180 grand a year for every person in there if you could even imagine that. I mean think of how much money these NGOs whoever's running that place is skimming off the top it's absolutely incredible. And what is this costing us the US taxpayer? It's costing you that much. 
I mean, the other ones, I could get into more numbers. I believe the Randall's Island, it's estimated that that one costs around $20 million uh, a month to operate. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I don't know. I, I don't have the financials in front of me. I don't know how much of it. It's paid for by the state of New York. I, I, I don't know how much they're being subsidized by the federal government. But let's just put it this way. The people of, of Manhattan, the people of New York, that area, they're the, you know, the people of the five boroughs, man. I would I wouldn't want to be living there. Let's put it that way. You're already paying between state and federal and city taxes, local tax. You're paying over 50 percent of your income gone. And now you have to you know deal with this. So let's show yeah, some of those pictures. What show show those pictures you guys were showing again, please, in the control room. The other one, the uh, camp with the white tents. Can you tell us specifically where that one was? Some of these. Do you know exactly where these are? Wow. We. Yep. That's the that is on Randall's Island. That's primarily single uh single adults they have them split up so eat that that's also randall's island right there so you can see there's different tents each tent is its own gender so there's the male tent and the female tent and that is what now i that, call that, that's African a muslim tent. obviously right there it's, it's almost all muslims in there all the men what? from africa what it, oh yeah oh yeah it's almost all, but, well because you have mostly african men in there um, we're talking morocco we're talking senegal we're talking guinea what other countries did I see in there? I saw uh, some more. I'm like, I'm, I'm blanking on whichever ones I saw in there. There's more. They'll come to mind as I start talking. Um, but they are mostly Muslim. They don't speak a word of uh, English. And the only non-Muslims I believe in there, for the most part, are the South Americans, which are, you know, much smaller numbers in that particular camp. You know, there's Venezuelans, Ecuadorians in, in there. Uh, but the other camps are more South Americans. But that one I call the African camp, mostly Muslims. You see them in the video. I mean... Yeah, at certain hours of the day, they're all just praying. What's, what's going on? Now, if we go to you, we go back to this website of yours. There's video footage here. Let me let me play a little of this, guys, in the control room. Here we go. One migrant. Let me back it up. To death by a group of the other let me start that over. Somebody was stabbed to death. One migrant was stabbed to death yeah. by a group of the other migrants. You know, we got searched it. You cannot search them. No. Do you ever? Do they ever bring in weapons like knives or stuff? Yeah, they go bring. I've seen two knives here. Really? Yeah. Someone got stabbed uh, at one of the gates last week. Like one of the migrants got stabbed. Since Joe Biden was put in office, hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens have taken refuge in New York City, the largest sanctuary city in the United States. To handle this, numerous illegal alien compounds have been established on what was once prime New York real estate. Muckraker conducted the first ever investigation of three of these compounds at Randall's Island, the Rowe Hotel, and Floyd Bennett Field. Over the course of our investigation, we discovered open drug dealing, stories of violence and weapons inside these facilities, shocking internal reports, and much more. We also interviewed a whistleblower who formerly worked inside these facilities. This is a first ever look inside New York's illegal alien compounds. Row NYC is the fifth largest hotel in New York City and is located just one block from Times Square. It has now been turned into a shelter for roughly 5,000 illegal aliens. What's up? ¿Qué pasó? Bien, ¿qué país tú? Venezuela. How long here? Uh, 
how long? One month? Two months? Three, three weeks. Three weeks? Yes. Okay. Where are you from? China. You're from China? Oh, okay. I, I'm Muslim. Oh, you're Muslim? Yeah. Oh, can I talk to you? Yeah, why not? Okay, what, what country are you from? Russia. Russia? Yeah. What part of Russia? What? What part of Russia? Where? Uh, Moscow. Czech Republic. Chechen Republic? Yeah. I'm from Russia. Oh, you're from Russia? Uh, well. <laughs> you don't look like you're from Russia. Yeah, really. That's why I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a tough life for people like me. That, that, back in the... Damn. Yeah. From what, what part of Russia? Siberia. Siberia? Yeah. You seen anything as security when you're working here? Because I'm fresh. I, like, I just got here. I mean, like, obviously, you know, like, in the rooms and all that, like, you don't want cooking, all that stuff. But I don't see they try to sneak in guests and all that. That's that's not permitted. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. They try to hide them. Like, I didn't see stuff like that. Because somebody was telling me some crazy shit. I was talking to another guy, and he was like, yeah, there was a story about some man who freaking beat his wife, and there was blood everywhere and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, I've like, I, I, I'd have been to like a DV case before too. Yeah, a domestic violence case. Domestic, yeah, yeah. What would you, what you say? Like basically, uh, it was a, like basically the female was yelling. And there's a little commotion in the back. You go in the back, and then after you go in the back, you, uh, like she ran out. But like she ran out, he he ran out too. But when he ran out, she like she like you look at the room. The room was black because she didn't want to say anything. Yeah. She ran out, but she didn't say anything. So we asked her what happened. She keep running away from us. So the dude tried to walk away. We like, yo, we open the door. We see all the blood. We like, yo, nah, nah, I don't know. I had to pull up. But there was blood all over the freaking, all over the room. Yeah, all over the room. How, how bad was it? Like, you know how like when somebody, when somebody punch you, somebody get punched in your nose and they just start gushing. Yeah. And like, like it's over the bed and over like you know what I'm saying. Like you know once you move around, you can see it's like, like the trail marks and stuff like that. Damn. Yeah, yeah, bro. Somebody just got freaking clocked. Yeah, like it was like to him and his wife. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on there? Hang on. I can't believe somebody jumped off the roof. Yeah. All right. Let's stop it there. Uh, obviously, if you go to your ex account, you can watch the rest of it, which is, again, his ex account, Real Muckraker, at Real Muckraker. Again, at Real Muckraker. It's about uh, 27 minutes. That's just a little portion. What do you think, other than the money, the NGOs follow the money? Um, some of these people obviously have no interest in assimilating. Um, you know, we hear about military age males. What do you think the goal and objective here is? Because I keep wondering if this isn't about just bringing in a bunch of people. I mean, people who obviously will clock and reportedly beat up their own wife like that, what would they do to some random American if ordered? Is this a, is this a group of people that are at one po some point going to be re released on the American people and told to go do something, create chaos? I mean, we saw the, a beatdown of two NYPD cops. You know, those guys, um, they were giving, uh, you know, vulgar gestures to the camera, to the American people. Uh, what, what do you think the objective is here from the community organization standpoint uh, and creating chaos and violence and, and civil war that I think the globalists want in America. Are these the kind of violent people that will gladly be involved in that? Listen, I, you know, one thing I don't like to do is generalize, you know, because I'm sure there's there's some good people in there, but let, let's keep it real. As far as the, the power structure here and the reason why the, the powers that be are allowing all, 
all these millions of people in and are allowing these people that you see on camera here to come into the country, we already know why that's the case. I mean, I'll continue to say it. It's a permanent third world underclass, of course. That's what's going on. He who pays the piper picks the tune. And these are the pipers. There's millions of them across the country. I mean, what do you think happens when you give all these, listen, all these people in these camps, you talk to them, you say, well, like, what's going on? What do you do all day? And they're just hanging out all day for the most part. None of them are working. And um, they, then they'll say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm waiting here. I'm waiting to get my Medicaid. They're all waiting for Medicaid, right? They're all getting, I mean, it's, it's like the worst form of socialism that we have in this country, right? It's like socialism for every, everybody else except for the American people. Well, I don't support socialism at all. I'm a free market libertarian. But I'm saying, listen, if we're going to give to anybody, let's give to desperate Americans. But we give to everybody else. We give to foreign nations. We give to foreigners and these invaders who have come to the country who are contributing to nothing. Um, but that's what it is, man. It's cloud and pivot. It's just more strain on the system. And then when it all, when it's all said and done, when it all collapses, when we have a financial collapse and the U.S. dollar goes to zero, the only thing that's going to be standing in its place is the tyrannical state that was built around it. That that's the best way I could put it. Wow. Okay. So what else does our audience need to know before we let you go? What else does the audience need to know? I mean, listen, everybody just has to understand that this is what they're financing and that it is not Jack and Jill coming across the southern border. I mean, Jack and Jill are not coming over the hill, huh? Jack and Jill are not coming over the border wall, man. It is. Um, no, there's some serious play. And listen, I, I have compassion. I'm a compassionate person. As a matter of fact, um, men are, as far as I'm concerned, the compassionate gender, right? We're the providers of society. Um, and, and because we provide and because we protect, there's compassion that comes with that. Think about like the Titanic, women and children first, right? There's no like rule of the high seas that says that's how that's how it has to be. Um, that's just the way that the men, that men operate because we are the compassionate gender. And so I say this because when I see women and children coming from like Venezuela, a mother and her children, I'm not like somehow against her and against those children, right? But I am against them being weaponized against us. It's like I'm not against water, but if I'm standing underneath Niagara Falls, I'm going to, it's going to break my neck. You see what I'm saying? But I like yeah. a glass of water, but that's what this is. So people need to understand that it, you know, you need to call this as it is. It's a third desperate third world, third world underclasses coming in here. And, and you know, these people are being put on the dole, being put on welfare. They're, uh, uh basically minions of this state of this socialist state. And when it's, you know, it's, it, it's leading to permanent one party rule. What at one party permanent rule? I think that's absolutely one of the goals. You mentioned the other one, Cloward Piven strategy, overwhelm the system, collapse it, start nationalizing things. I think another one is uh, let's get everybody, let's use biometrics on everybody so we can figure out who everybody is and make sure they're not double dipping on their uh, benefits and they can go back and forth and we'll just end the borders and become the North American Union, America, Mexico, and Canada. Um, and then yet I think some of these people are bad actors. Michael Yan and others have warned these guys are, some of these people coming in here are bad dudes. What, what, uh, what percentage of these people are military age males versus, you know, as you say, a mother and a daughter or mother and children? How, what percentage are just flat out military age males? Well, I would say pretty much all the males are military age males. I, I, it's, it's certainly the minority of males that are not military aged. I mean, where and do the and do the men age? military aged males outnumber everybody else? Mm, likely, I would say likely. I mean, think about who the heck makes the trek through the Darien Gap and and you know through that crazy jungle and gets on the train of death and comes up here. It's mostly men that are going to do that, right? So it, it, for sure, I mean, if you were to if you were to segment, I don't know if it's the majority if you put them all together, 
But if you like, I don't know if it's more than 50 percent of the group uh, in, in total. But if you were to look at the different groups like children, women and military age men, military age men, for sure, the biggest group individually. All right. Everybody better be careful. They better be preparing because Michael Yon, boy, I tell you what, he's telling people they better get ready for what's coming. That he he I mean, he acts like it's going to be, you know, something like out of a movie, the violence that's coming to America. Would you agree with that? Dude, it's it's. It's not good, man. These people are not. Listen, you see in that they're they're talking about carrying knives and and shank. Have you ever shanked anybody? I've never shanked anybody. Who? who I've never. I've never even. Owned, I've never even owned a shank. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't carry a knife personally. I mean, maybe I should. You know, maybe this is a wake up call. Maybe they know something I don't. Maybe I should start carrying. Not. I, I don't know. Um, but. I mean, that, those are the kind of people. I mean, we got people coming in here, as you can tell from the video, that are actually shanking each other. So, I mean, that should give you an indication of the kind of people. These people come from, you know, places where they don't even have flush toilets. What the hell is going on in Guinea? I never been there, but I, I, you know, I'm not sure there's much over there. Um, I don't, I don't mean to sound unsophisticated. I've traveled the world a lot. It's never been to Guinea, but I'm saying these are coming from places where it's a completely different culture. They're coming over here. They're not assimilating. They're just being thrown into Manhattan and being let loose. It, very dangerous. And Yet also, these guys, if they're going to beat up each other, and you would think they would have some compassion for each other, all in the same boat, but they're beating each other up. Much less what right. would they do to you know middle and upper class Americans. We're reading out of Atlanta, we've got like 1,200 homes that are being occupied by people running in there and just busting into these houses and squatting and the homeowners rent, you know, who rent them out can't get them out. One guy tried, got shot in the leg. I mean, this is this is going to be increasingly a problem. Uh, and then you add in the fact that, you know, what if we have a disruption in services and these people don't get their their money? I mean, right now, how are they getting their money? So if there's a disruption in a flow of money to them on the debit card or however they're getting their money to buy their drugs and food, if that gets disrupted, you know, what what, what are they going to do? Just be nice and wait their turn or you know, we know what they're going to do, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, I don't want to I, I hate to generalize. Everybody's a human being. I'm sure there's good people in there, too. But I mean, even if they're good people, they still came to the country illegally and likely don't have a legitimate asylum claim. So there's also but that. good but people. Good people stop being good people often when they're desperate. You know, when a man 100%. has nothing left to lose, he has nothing left to lose. And good Absolutely. people often turn very, very bad when they have no food, when they have no substance. Right. So even a good person all of a sudden says, I'm sorry, I was put in this position and now I got to do what I got to do. I mean, we all know that's human nature, sadly, the fallen state of man. Let me ask you about the uh, the illegals that beat up the two NYPD cops. I mean, they weren't afraid of them. Uh, if, if they're not afraid of cops that know many of them self-defense, been trained, carry a gun, a nightstick, maybe a taser, some mace, <laughs> you think they're concerned about the average Jane or Joe walking on the street? No, I don't. And I can tell you this, even right there in front of the Rowe Hotel, man. And again, that's one block from Times Square. I mean, that's like plenty of tourists walking around. I mean, that's that's a very expensive area. Um, that that area, there's there's straight up gangsters there. And, I, you know, I, when I say gangsters, I'm talking like Hispanic gangsters. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not talking like Italian mafia. Uh, just to make that distinction when I was there, you know, outside right there, that's the view right there. You, at that particular point, they weren't out there, but there's all these, there's all these dudes over there that they're all masked up, right? Smoking pot. 
getting stoned, doing whatever. I mean, I'm sure they're doing other drugs as well. But then that entire area, because I got into it with it because I was filming and they didn't like that I was filming and they start getting into it with me. And um, I didn't include in the video because there was no intel there. Was I was like, you know, let's not put this in there. But, um, you know, they, they smack the phone out of my hand. Uh, they don't they don't like Americans with cameras. But then I'm going into I go to a 7-Eleven that's like right down the block there. And there are these two guys that follow me in there. I mean, these two Hispanic dudes follow me in there and they're just looking me, they're just eyeballing me head to toe. And I mean, there were police officers in there and perhaps that's why nothing happened, but those dudes wanted to make a move and they, they tailed me into that place. And I, I believe they would have done something if the situation was different, like you saw with those two cops. Uh, but that's what's going on. I mean, gangsters controlling that area. It's, it's very scary. I mean, I'm glad I don't live there. Let's put it that way. And so kiss the uh, tourism market of New York, New York, goodbye. I don't know. You, you're, 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 I'm 54 in a few weeks how old are you uh, 26 i'm about all to be 27 all right so you're you're i have a son older than you the point i'm making is that when i grew up and lived in uh, the northern virginia area there was a very common uh tv ad in fact let me see if i can find it real quick just to walk down memory lane i love new york uh commercial there it is. I Love New York commercial, 1977. This is what I'm thinking of. It ran from about 1997 to 1980. Okay, I'll, I want to show you um, this commercial here because kiss this goodbye. This used to be a common theme, uh, a big marketing for them. Watch this. I live in New Hampshire, but I love New York. I live in North Carolina, but I love New York. Call toll-free for our free 100-page vacation guide. It's filled with affordable vacation packages and ideas. Find out why outdoor lovers from the Carolinas to Canada love New York. I live in Brooklyn, but I love New York. How many of you guys are old enough like I am to remember that that campaign? And we saw those commercials and that jingle all the time, right? All the time we heard that. Here, here's another one just for the fun of it. Let me let me get past the commercial. Because I love New York. Come to New York. Have fun. I'm, and, of course, this is the whole state. But they are destroying the whole state, but certainly destroying New York, New York. Here's another one. Watch this. <laughs> only one Broadway. It's in New York. Introducing I Love New York Broadway Show Tours. 16 specially priced packages of shows and hotels. For a free booklet, see your travel agent or call toll-free 800-331-1000. I love New York, especially in the evening. <laughs> Broadway Show Tours. Yeah, how's that going to go for the Broadway Show Tours there, Mr. Rubin? 
Oh man, it's honestly it's quite. I wasn't alive back then, but it's it's quite sad to see because <laughs> I wasn't we are just alive back then. I wasn't alive back in the olden days. I know. Do you know? Do you know my kids? Fall? My kids actually have asked if we had color television. Uh, I think at one point they even asked me if I had television when I was a kid. So yeah, back in the day. But yes, we did, and those those ads ran nonstop for any of us. And maybe they didn't run across the country. I don't know. But when I lived in the Northern Virginia area, they ran all the time because it was an easy drive up to New York, right? But <laughs> You not you weren't alive when those were running. But is it safe to go to Broadway, Anthony? I listen. I'm sure you'll be fine. But are you make sure it about out, that? You know? You'll probably probably make it out. Probably. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't want my uh, my, my girlfriend walking around there at night. That's for sure. Do you want your you mom know, and dad going to Broadway and walking the streets and going to Broadway, parking their car and going to Broadway? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I'd recommend it. Like, like no. let's put it this way: if there was somebody that I loved and they weren't a strong man, I, I, I would be concerned. Let's put it that way. I would tell them to have their head in a swivel, you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's so. So sad. maybe I mean, they could are... change that to "I fear New York." Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we're we're a fallen civilization. I hate to say that because I still I'm still optimistic about the Republic. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because uh, I still think there's a fighting chance. But I mean, listen, you're in New York. New York is like the belly of the beast, man. There's a there's a quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson where he he basically sums up New York as just being like a cesspool of depravity. I don't know what exactly what he said, but um, that's what it is now. You go there and just like these giant billboards with big fat uh, like drag queens on there. It's disgusting. Just in your face, boom. It's like something out of 1984. It's horrible. All over the place, man. Totally just a like fallen empire stuff. It, it's back like, to where it was. Out. It's where it's gone to where it was and fallen from where Rudy Giuliani cleaned it up. See, Rudy Giuliani took it and cleaned it up, right? And people right. would go there and they'd vacation and they would take in Broadway shows or whatever they do, restaurants, enjoy Central Park, whatever they did, particularly at Christmas. And he cleaned it up. And now it's fallen down to where it was and floor that's fallen out it's even worse I, I can only imagine what rudy giuliani thinks when he walks around or drives around and sees what happened to his city that he so uh you know effectively cleaned up it's it's but you know what in closing i'd say this this is not limited to new york new york this is coming to pretty much san francisco chicago every D dallas this is coming to pretty much every major city in america is it not 100%. It's coming to small cities, too. Eventually, people in these small towns that don't feel the, haven't felt the brunt of this, they're going to start feeling it. When they get busloads of people dropped off in the middle of the night, they're going to start feeling the effects of this, too. And I'll tell you right now, what you're going to start seeing, and I predicted this to some friends of mine that are cops. I said, if you guys want to, and this was 10 years ago, I said, if you guys want to make better money than you are now, because we all know you're not making what you really are worth, uh, unfortunately, because you, you can pay for a lot of parks and green spaces, but they apparently they don't want to pay the police a lot of money until they need them. I said, if you guys wanted to make more money, I'll tell you what I would be going to. I would get into private security because the trend is violence. And I told them that 10 years ago, the trend is violence. Then I told, I told another guy, if I were you, I would start getting contracts for patrolling middle and upper class neighborhoods at night in a car and get me a team of guys that that's all they do is patrol neighborhoods at night because you're going to find middle and upper class neighborhoods will have 20 you know at night maybe 24 hours a day but certainly at night guys riding around in cars patrolling those neighborhoods and that's increasingly actually happening what i told some of my friends they should do it as a business model 10 years ago is now becoming very common with middle and upper class neighborhoods um and then, of course, private security. People are going to be shocked 
at the uh, number of people that start having private security that can afford it because they can afford it. Some of them, many people can't, but there are going to be varying levels of, of security that you'll see increasing from your schools to your churches, your synagogues, your neighborhoods, and then executives and families that can afford it, they'll start increasing. I'll tell you another thing I've seen increasing over the years. German Shepherd guard dogs. The number of breeders breeding trained guard dogs is increasing. And these dogs don't come, you know, on the cheap. Uh, some of them are becoming more affordable because of the because of the uh, growth of the business. So supply and demand, some of them are becoming more affordable. But that is also another growing trend where people have trained dogs. I'm talking about largely German shepherds. Security is going to become one of the biggest industries for the American people that can afford it. The sad thing is for those that will not be able to afford it. That's right. Yeah. AOC and, and the rest of the squad, they get private security while the rest of us, we're not allowed. We're, or if, if they have the way, we're not allowed to own even a handgun. Right. It's oh my God, it's the most hypocritical thing out there. Yeah, man. You know, there's one thing you back in the 50s. I've been told this. I was told this from uh, my my grandma used to tell me this. This is an example of like how much the country's changed. That women, there used to be an area outside of department stores where women with like babies in a stroller, they would just leave their babies there and go into the store and then come back out and you know take the stroller and walk away. They would just leave it there. Like the women would just leave their babies and strollers outside of the department store and go in. If you could even imagine that. So that's how much we've fallen as a society. It's it's kind of sad, man. That is absolutely sad. Let's go back. Tell us, uh, tell us your Twitter handle because I just left. No, there it is. At, at it's at Real Muckraker. At Real Muckraker. Anthony Rubin, as always. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much, man, and congratulations on your uh, new opportunity. I look forward to see what you do over there. Thank you. We'll be having you over there at Patriot.tv. Thank you, sir. Joining me now is Raven. Raven, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. We have received a huge response this week. Again, my wife is pretty good at picking these. I'd say she's better than pretty good. She's very good when we have all of these people coming to us, wanting us to talk about their products, of which she says no to 99.9%. This one she looked over and said, this is really, really quality stuff. She ordered some of it. She's doing the 30-day plan. This is the uh, Power Shake. Now, you guys don't have to do the 30-day plan. You can order what you want. Uh, they, ha they have coming for me some of the carrot juice powder because I want to get back to that, but I don't want to do the juicing. But the response has been really quite shocking. So apparently a lot of people are interested in this. They're concerned about the food supply. They're concerned about glyphosate and pesticides on their food. Uh, are, are, you, um, are you guys used to getting this kind of response after just a couple days when a new, new radio network or TV network or show starts talking about you guys? Yes, we are. Uh, it's it's mind blowing how many people are want to get healthy, but they just don't really know where to start. And that's really what this program is here for is for people who have maybe been stuck with some health concerns, maybe have been given a diagnosis, maybe have been struggling with symptoms, but they just don't know what is happening to them. And what we've found is that when you change your food supply, you can actually change your life. And most people are really ready to change their life and to live life to the fullest. So we are absolutely thrilled to be partnering with you, Brandon and Melissa. And it's um, not surprising at all that your audience is ready and willing to take their health back into their own hands. Yeah, indeed they are. I want to go back to the process of how it's done because um, people are not losing the nutrients because it's become a powder. 
they're not losing the nutrients. I found very interesting what you said the other night, but we skipped through it really quick. And you're saying you're bringing, they're bringing the organic vegetables out of the garden, and then they're juicing them, and then they're doing, a, a, I think you said, a dehydration process, taking the powder, and then you're able to add the water, and that's like juicing. But th- mm-hmm. I, do I have that right? And you're not losing any of the nutrition value in that process, correct? That is correct. All of the vital nutrition, the macros and micros, your vitamins, your minerals are all completely intact. So you're literally just adding water and reconstituting a fresh organic fruits and vegetables right in your kitchen or even on the go. I take it with me. I'm traveling currently and I have it with me everywhere I go because I would personally rather have organic nutrition on the go and just, you know, have to buy water versus have to make those compromises of convenience at, you know, airports or while traveling. So it's very, very convenient to make sure that you are getting all of the vital nutrition that is necessary to thrive and not just survive. Yeah, indeed. All right. So let's talk about you don't have to just do the 30 days. There are all kinds of options here. I'm going to scroll through it if you guys want to come to the uh, computer and let's show it. You got the dark berry protein. Tell me about that. What do you know about that? Well, this particular product is one of our top sellers in Europe, and it was per it was very specifically formulated to help the body create its own collagen. And I know collagen is a really big hype out there right now, and a lot of people think that they need to consume animal collagen in order to have collagen within their body. This product was formulated to help your body create its own, especially as we start to age and our skin starts to lose its lack and luster. This is a great protein drink. It's absolutely delicious. It's a berry flavor. I like to mix it with that power shake, which is the one you showed earlier, which is all of your greens and all of your vital essences. So you're basically getting a complete meal for just a couple of dollars uh, per, per meal when you're replacing it with these particular superfoods. All right, let's go to the next one. Super meal. What is super meal? Here's the next one. Ooh, super meal. Uh, Super meal love comes in two different flavors. There's an original if you don't like things that are flavored or we have a vanilla chai, which I actually really love, especially in like a frosty or like a smoothie. Uh, But what I like about the super meal love is that it's very, very um, dense. It's very nutritious, but it also helps to repair and restore the gut and to help the immune system function. So there are high functioning medicinal mushrooms that are in this blend. And it's just a great way to take your health back. If this was the only product that you could get in order to replace a meal, this is a great way to go. We have many different powders that are all pretty pretty much the highest quality that you can get on the market, which is why we're not in Whole Foods or Costco, because we can actually reach more people faster and, you know, help you guys with your show by giving you profits from our sales versus us spending all of the time in advertising to try to go and compete with products that are completely inferior that you'll find on the shelf in any store. Okay, let's go to the next one. MVP Sport. Mm, post, post-workout. post So for those of you who are very much athletic, you like to get into the gym, um, this is also a great one for young athletes too. Um, my 13-year-old uses it. My 26-year-old uses it. And after the post-workout from the gym, this is a complete protein replacement. So MVP, maximum vegan protein, and it's all plant-based. Uh, it comes in either chocolate or vanilla. And that one is really, really great. So I think it's about 32 grams of protein 
protein in just one of those MVP sports. Okay, let's go to the next one. We've got uh, uh, the bio fruit. Bio fruit. So I don't know about you guys, but where I am right now, it's snowing outside and you can't just go outside and go pick fruit. So this is pretty much every most amazing fruit. Which, by the way, you let's could... clarify, you're not in Hawaii where you normally are. I so am not in Hawaii. A, we don't have a, a big problem that needs to be reported. You're on the, east, you're on the <laughs> west coast. Correct. <laughs> and it is snowing outside and there is no fruit to be picked. So most fruits and vegetables, when you go to the market to purchase them, they've been harvested. 30, 60, sometimes 90 days ago. So the, the nutrition that is in a ripe fruit when you harvest it degrades over time. So what we do is we harvest all of our greens, our grasses, all of our fruits and vegetables at peak potency. And then when we go through our live dehydration process, all of those enzymes and vital nutrition is intact without any preservation. So there's no preservatives, there's no binders, there's no fillers, there's no colors, there's no GMOs, there's no glyphosate, no pesticides or herbicides, no heavy metals. We take um, our products and our health very, very seriously. So that's one thing that you can trust about this company is that they go through the rigorous process for you to get you the very best products at the very lowest prices so that you can get the highest quality nutrition for probably a fraction of the cost that you may already be spending on fruits and vegetables. Wow. All right, let's go to the next one. All right. Uh, can't beat this. Obviously, beets are very <laughs> popular. We see a lot mm -hmm. of uh, TV commercials for various uh, beet products. Wh why have beets become so popular in uh, this market space? Mm -hmm. The thing about beets, which is really interesting, is that there's some people that love them and there's some people that don't really love them. And it tends to be a, a flavor profile. What I love about this product is it's very much formulated to be a pre-workout or you can also use it as a coffee replacement. So if you're doing our 30-day program and you're ready to take a break from caffeine, this is a great replacement because it gives you a zing and it very much tastes like what a red Gatorade would taste like. So this is the pre-workout uh, to our athletes program. So we have programs that are for children. We have programs that are for athletes, for weight loss, for um, healthy inflammation response, for um, all different. We have a grain-free pack for people who are sensitive to grains. We really have all these different products that you can go through the entire store and decide what is best for you. But generally speaking, most people come into this program with a 30-day program because it has a schedule, it has a tracker, and it really gives you the layout to make really tremendous progress in a very short amount of time. But once you're a customer, you get to save 25% off of any products in our store, as long as you order monthly. And then we have lifestyle subscriptions that reward you and actually give you significant discounts and free products as you get into the lifestyle for 30, 60, 90 days or more. And that's what I love about this is that we're really here to meet you where you're at and we have something for everyone yeah and again it all, most all of it comes in a pouch just like this one here and uh it's a fine powder you just uh i don't even know if you guys can see that but you guys all know what powder looks like and uh you just scoop it out my wife scoops it out she puts it in uh healthy water and mixes it and drinks it however many times a day and again she's ordered for me some of the um uh Carrot. I'm going to get down to the carrot here. Here we go. Right there. Carrot juice plus. She's ordered some of that mm -hmm. for me because I want to get back to that. 
I like the I love fresh carrot juice, but we don't we don't have the time for juicing. We'll do it for a couple of weeks and we quit because of the work of uh, as you said bringing in our last interview bringing in the carrots you're talking about a lot of carrots storing them in your refrigerator then you got to clean them then you got to put them through the juicer then you got to clean up everything and get rid of the pulp and it's a mess by the time you get done yeah. uh this is gonna it, you're telling me again we're not we can do it this way in a matter of minutes and not lose any of the nutritional value um, in a matter of seconds <laughs> all you need is pure clean drinking water and then when you add any of our powders to it it's reconstituting and you want to consume it relatively quickly you don't want it to sit for hours at a time because it comes back to life so you want to consume that just like you would a fresh juice because you would never go and juice carrot juice and then just like leave it for a long period of time you want to get that in your body as soon as possible so this is basically cutting out all of the work that you have to do on the front end and actually if you guys want to scroll down to the fruit and veggies pack that is actually a great pack that has not only the carrot juice plus in it but it has multiple other choices so you can customize that pack and that ends up being about three dollars for three drinks for you know each day and that's really i mean i don't even know last time i could get a carrot juice for three dollars anywhere in the world so being able to have this in your own home and what i love about these pouches is that they're portable like i said i'm traveling right now and i just take these with me inside of a ziploc or we even have customized um silicone bags that you can put them in and it just makes it so convenient because the hardest thing to do once you adopt an organic, healthier lifestyle is to go back to maybe where you were. For example, we had a business lunch yesterday and everybody had pizzas. And I just honestly, I just didn't want to put it in my body. It just wasn't where I was at because I'm feeling so good after my last 30 day that I'm actually going back into another 30 day. I do this every year in the beginning of the year, give my body a reset to cleanse. And so this is just a really convenient way to take, take divest some money out of your grocery budget and put it into any one of our products. I highly recommend the 30 day program and just commit to a healthier lifestyle and watch what happens over the course of, you know, your first week, two weeks, three weeks in, you're going to start looking and feeling like a different person. Your skin's going to start glowing. You're going to kind of start to tighten up. Your digestion's going to be working better. You'll be sleeping better. And it's really what we all want. The problem is, is that the food supply is not giving us what we need in order for our body to be functioning properly. So we're really here to provide the solutions to pretty much the majority of the problems that we face in America today through our food. And by the way, savings. My wife, you know, she's very mm -hmm. frugal, which I'm very blessed to have a wife that's so frugal. <laughs> People come to our, our home and, and they think, wow, did, you must have had an interior decorator. And I say, no. <laughs> That, yeah, well, I did, yes, but it would be my wife. And and I start, I know you're probably not supposed to do this. I'm like, what do you think this picture cost? And they're like, oh, wow, that was probably $5,000. I'm like, yeah, guess again, $299. And it's a humongous, humongous picture uh, that's uh, in one of our, our living, in our living room by the pool table. And they people just assume that thing was thousands of dollars because it's gorgeous. I'm like, no, that's called home goods for $299, you know. So I like going around and telling them, what do you think this chair costs? <laughs> I'm bragging on her because she knows how to find a deal. So the point I'm making is I got a Proverbs 31 lady that knows how to uh, run a household. And so she's very aware of what things cost. She's she's the kind of person that checks the receipt, right? Did, did I get, mm -hmm. did I get 
what I got, did I pay the right price? She's, I'm not, I'm a little more busy than that, but she's the kind of person <laughs> that will check the receipt. So I'm very, very blessed. I'm sure a lot of guys are saying, wow, I wish my wife was like that. So she's very <laughs> frugal. So she knows again, what is a good deal. And she has said, look, mm -hmm. this is good for you. And this is going to save on the grocery bill because she's mm -hmm. always complaining about the grocery bill and how high things are going up. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure our audience understands this actually can save them money as well, right? Mm -hmm. That is correct because you're no longer spending money on the things that may actually be harming your health and you're investing into the highest quality nutrition that exists on the planet delivered direct to your door and it's giving you the power to be in control. And I think that's where most people tend to um, lose control is that they give their power away to major corporations, to industrial agriculture, to uh, restaurants, to convenience grab and go, because they think that they're getting food, but what they're actually getting is just a food-like substance that's going to fill their stomach. But there is no nutrition in that. And the body will over time break down because it is no longer capable of digesting food-like substances. So when you take your money out of those industries and you put it into a company like this, not only are you saving 25%, but we're also giving 20% of the profits back to support the station. And the rest of that goes into research and development. And so when you look at being a part of a movement, which without a doubt, our organic farmers need our support. And if you are not able to buy organic in your local community, it may be because the prices are so high. And that's because of the trucking. You look at by the time you harvest a, a head of broccoli and you get it across the country and it ends up in your the refrigerated section and then you drive your car to go get it and then you take it home and you put it in the cupboard, you know, in the refrigerator. By the time you pull it out, it's it might be mush. And so that entire process of growing fresh fruits and vegetables and shipping them is exorbitantly expensive. And that's why when you go to an organic market or a health food store, the prices are significantly more than conventional. So we've kind of cut out that additional cost for you. And we've cut out that additional work because it comes direct to your door. So now you have basically the best of the best that you could get access to when it comes to these level of organic superfoods. And I really look at it like we have like an arc of superfoods. We, we've been collecting these um, very specific species and regenerating in the farming practices that we use to where your dollar not only just goes to your health, but then we spend that dollar again on regenerative farming, again on research and development, and again to support shows like this. So you are really doing yourself a huge favor and you're also supporting this network. So it's really a win-win across the board as far as I can see. And I don't really know if there's any other way to make great progress very quickly from what I have seen. This has been the easiest and most efficient way for people to take their health back. And and you can travel with it very easily. So mm -hmm. if you're if like you, I'm guessing when you went from Hawaii where you live to the mm -hmm. to the to the West Coast there in, in Washington State, you probably threw some of this in your suitcase and you're 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 continuing on with what your normal program is, whereas people travel, go on vacation, have to go out of town for whatever reason. Now they've just broken their entire health plan that they had established. Mm -hmm. They're back to eating at McDonald's. 
well, I hope you're not eating at McDonald's, <laughs> but you know, even, even just nice restaurants, nice restaurants still are having to cut their costs. So they will go and find ingredients at the lowest price possible so that they can then make their margins. They're, they're not looking out for your health. They're looking out for their bottom line versus what we have here is like, you know, one of those power shakes is equivalent to about six organic superfood salads. So think about that. You walk into Whole Foods and you get one of those little trays and you fill it up with an organic superfood salad and then make five more. And if you go and weigh that and you try to check out, you're looking at probably a hundred dollar bill versus you can get that in one of these power shakes for about $253 a shake if you include shipping. So there's no other way to get this level of nutrition for this cost. Yeah, period. Absolutely. It just doesn't exist. And then finally, before we go, I, I like the fact that you're also talking about the fact this is a great way to not only support this broadcast, because, again, we could put this all behind a paywall and tell everybody they got to pay for it. Or we right. could bring it out here for free, push it out for free, put it back on our website at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. In a few hours, all of our shows up there again for everybody to share. Um, but we have to pay the cost somehow. I mean. I sat down yesterday and I write out checks to our IT guy. I write out checks for all the bandwidth bill. I have all these different IT companies I have to pay, write out checks to or send money to digitally because that's what's on the backbone of our entire system. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, lots of vendors we use to keep this going. All that costs money. If I don't yeah. have a way to offset that, we have to put everything behind a paywall and then say, you know, you're going to have to pay me the X dollars a month to get in there and see it right off the bat. So as soon as we go off the air behind a paywall, but we don't do that. So between our foundation and then groups like yours, uh, you're not only getting, I think, a great product, you're helping support us. But here's the other thing you mentioned. You're supporting the organic farmers. The farmers are under mm -hmm. attack today. Landowners and farmers and people in the rural area. I, I did a story the other day where over in Great Britain, they're saying if you live in a rural area, if you're a landowner, uh, that's racism, you know, because not everybody yeah. gets to live on a farm or own land. And so that's racism. That mentality, of course, is just trying to <clears throat> destroy the free market system, private property, and have the government get control of, the, of all of our agriculture, which is in the Communist Manifesto, by the way, one of the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto. And then, of course, what they want to do is get everybody into 15-minute cities and control you. So basically, these little uh, globalist Nazi uh, um, uh, compounds, you know, ghettos. So when you do this, you're not only, I think, getting a great product, supporting us, but as you say, you're supporting the the organic farmer, the, the landowner, mm -hmm. the guy who's running a business. Oh, my. Yeah. Imagine that. He's he's actually involved in the free market system, right? Offering up a service, mm -hmm. a product mm -hmm. that your company buys and then turns into another product to offer to the to the customer here. Yep. Yeah, there, there is no other way other than what I've seen with this company for us to really have power over our own bodies, our own sovereignty, but also to support a movement which absolutely needs our funding. And like you mentioned, we're also supporting this network. So if you can divest a, part, a portion of your grocery bill and then start feeling amazing and also support this broadcast, 
if this broadcast isn't important to you, but maybe you aren't able to write a $10,000 check donation, this is a way for you to continue for all of us to be moving towards being in control of our sovereignty because the, the global agenda is for you to eat bugs and be happy. Right, exactly. And, I mean, that's the alternative. And you all know how Brandon talks about the agenda. It is wide out in the open. And if you haven't heard it yet, by all means, please go back and go listen to the agenda. They put it on their website. They want to take away 30% of the land by right. 2030. And that's if right. you live in that section that they want, Unless you have sovereignty and, and unless we really fight for this country, we're in really big trouble, folks. So this is a great way for you to not only on a daily basis support yourself, but these 30-day programs, you can also vacuum seal these biodegradable packages and you can use this for an emergency food situation. We recommend that everybody have at least a 30-day supply of food on hand. And that's why our 30-day program is so powerful is that you can have that on hand in case of an emergency. Well, I want to go back me, to the fact you, yeah. you want to vacuum seal this. You don't want to open it. You So if I were to get this, I would not want to open it initially. Correct. Then I would want to put it in a vacuum sealed, like one of those uh, little machines are pretty inexpensive mm -hmm. to buy. And you yeah. would put it in that plastic and vacuum seal, take the air out. And you're saying that would preserve it for quite a long time. Absolutely, because what happens with our biodegradable packaging is that as soon as it comes in contact with moisture or oxygen, it will start to over time biodegrade. So if you want to save the biodegradable packaging and the vital essences of what's inside of it, then the minute you get it, you can reseal it and then you can store it for you know, in perpetuity, uh, especially with our amino acids, our super aminos 23, that is the most powerful protein on the planet. And I'm pretty sure it's space food. And if you don't open those containers, which is one of the only products we still have in plastic, I have those on hand for my family and, and you can buy them by the six pack. So when you talk about protein, protein is so important for function, for brain function, for muscle function, for us to have strength, especially as we age. So we go to the core root here and we focus on repairing and restoring the gut, feeding the muscles with the most potent protein that you can get access to, flooding the cells and the blood with the purest form of phytonutrients, which is all of those vitamins and minerals that you need to truly thrive. And you're getting all of this into your body on a daily basis. Um, and then before you go to bed at night, you're taking our tart cherry concentrate, which has a naturally occurring melatonin. So it's going to help you sleep. And that's what we call our core four program. So at the bare minimum, protein, fruits, vegetables, and gut health, you can get our core four program for about $6 a day. And like I said, you can't even get a coffee for that. And so when you're looking at where you're spending your money, and if we truly can vote with our dollars, this is a movement that you can get behind. And it's a win-win for everybody across the board. And we've got to fight in a big way. But if you physically can't go out and stand up and express your voice, you can vote with your dollars. And this is a really powerful way to continue to support amazing shows like this. Thank you. Or you can keep going and getting most of your your products at the uh, corporate, you know, big corporate giant grocery stores, many of them which are totally into the whole thing, the whole politically correct, oh, yeah. woke, woke, anti-Christian, anti-Judeo-Christian worldview. So a uh, great way to support your health and uh, support this company, the farmers that they're, the freedom farmers, I would call them, the freedom farmers who mm -hmm. want the freedom to raise a product, sell a product, have their land, work their land. 
So you're supporting mm -hmm. all of that plus this and your health at the same time. But I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, again, we're getting a huge response, lots of people signing up. And so I wanted to take a little bit more time to explain it individually because it seems like whenever we take a little more time, slow it down and explain what's going on and how each pouch works and the product works, uh, it, people really appreciate it. And of course, we'll put this on the website at worldviewtube.com for people to watch again. And we'll put it up at superfoodshouse.com for people to um, also watch and share with friends. So again, bottom line is you don't have to do the 30-day program like Melissa's doing, but you can. And when you do, you will get the full, full color three-ring binder notebook with all of the uh, beautiful graphics and information that's inside. Uh, but you don't have to do the 30-day. You could do the pouches like you choose, like the, the carrots that I've got ordered. So there you go, the carrot juice. You can juice with that, the powder, mix it up, and boom, you're off to the races. So great, great uh, uh, line, and our people are very excited about it, obviously, from the response we're receiving. Hey, thank you so much for being with us and for helping introduce this to our listening family. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And by all means, if anybody has any specific questions, they're welcome to email me as well. So I'm also here to help you and to help your customers because we really want to make sure that everybody's making an informed decision as to what is the best program for them. And how would but they get a hold of you? Board, my email address is theshiftrx at gmail.com. So it's all spelled out, all lowercase, all one word, the shift rx at gmail.com so you Excellent. guys can reach out to me there if you have any specific questions but generally speaking across the board if you are ready for change do the 30-day program we have a 60-day money back guarantee on every single purchase you make so if for any reason you are dissatisfied just let the company know and ship back the empty containers wow. and we will give you a full refund. Excellent. And be sure to use that code WVW on checkout, WVW on checkout so our organization gets credit. All right. Thank you so much, Raven. Uh, I hope you're able to get out of snowy Washington State and get back to beautiful, warm uh, Hawaii very soon. Yes. Thank you very much. And aloha to everyone. And looking forward to cheersing you all on your good health. Thank you, Raven. Appreciate it. All right, joining me now is Congressman Glenn Grothman of the state of Wisconsin, District 6. He is a favorite of our program here. Congressman, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for being with us. Always glad to be on the show, Brandon. Thank you, sir. All right, there's a lot in the news. I want to talk about Israel in a minute. I'm going to play a little bit of a clip from you on the floor of the House of Representatives speaking about many issues, including Israel. But I want to start with what just took place yesterday with uh, President Joe Biden. Um, what do you make? Congressman, of this Department of Justice report, the uh, special prosecutor saying that he had files that he should not have had uh, as a private citizen, files from when he was a vice president. Then they say yet he doesn't remember being vice president. He doesn't remember when his son passed away. So we didn't know what was going on. Uh, I was texting with you last night saying the, the, the president's about to walk out. I don't know what he's going to announce, but if he's about to announce his resignation, could you join us very quickly? Well, that's what a lot of people were speculating, that that might be. I'm going to announce my retirement. I'm going to stop being president at some point here at a given date. Or number two, I am not going to end up being the Democrat uh, candidate for president. I'm not going to do that. I'll finish my term. Or number three, I've been exonerated, and this is all you know, a, a farce by the Republicans. So a, a lot of the country kind of held their breath because we know this is how our country goes and it impacts Wall Street, impacts so much of our, our livelihood. So I think a lot of Americans last night were kind of uh, holding their breath, waiting to see what was about to happen. What were your thoughts on that, sir? 
Well, we all know that uh, President Biden's mind is not as sharp, as quick as a man who's 50 or 60 or even 75 years old. So that's not a surprise. My only comment is, I think when Republicans talk about President Biden to the public, they ought not focus on his mind, which goes in and out. And after all, he may be replaced at any time. I think the the, uh, Republicans or followers of yours, when they try to educate people politically, ought to be talking about the border, ought to be talking about the racial divisiveness, ought to be talking about the transgenderism, because that's something that all Democrats have in common. Like I said, Joe Biden's mind, he has good days, he has bad days. We don't know where his mind is going to be in November, or quite frankly, even if President Biden is going to be uh, a candidate for the presidency in a month, which is something you have to think about, but I thought about it all the time. We all know that because he's done a poor job, there are going to be a lot of Democrats who want to give President Biden the hook and not run him. So uh, this is just another reason why the powers that be in the Democratic Party may say, hey, Joe, it's time to look for someone else. So you're saying keep it on the issues that are impacting every American and, the, and of course, families right. and family values and the border and national security. Well, absolutely, because that's why we have to win the election. That's why we're going to lose the country if we don't win the election. We have to talk about the issues and educate the American public. Joe Biden has good days or bad days. He said things before, which it's apparent he's not tracking. So we know sometimes he has those days. He apparently had another one of those days when he was testifying about his legal problems. But the reason to vote against Joe Biden or the reason why he's got to go or the reason why we need a Republican in there now is not because Joe Biden is tracking or not tracking. It's because we're losing the country at the border. We're losing the country because of this woke nonsense. Let's talk about um, the courts. On the House floor this week, you gave a speech uh, on February 7th, and we're going to play a little bit of it here in just a little bit, particularly about Israel. But you mentioned the judiciary and what you thought the founders would have to say about where we're at right now. How concerned are you about the judiciary? Well, well, we have a problem because, of course, it's one of three branches of the government. Our forefathers gave it a very important position in which really there's no way to uh, appeal from the Supreme Court. And when the Supreme Court loses respect for the Constitution, it will again and again make bad decisions. And that is my concern. Now, right now, the Supreme Court is getting it right more often than not. Nevertheless, when the Supreme Court or here in Wisconsin, our, our state Supreme Court begins to get things wrong, there's nowhere else to turn. If our Supreme Court loses respect for the Constitution and it's lost respect for the Constitution far too many times over the last couple dozen years, it's the end of our country. How do you feel about the oral arguments before the U.S. Supreme Court this week? I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of them or read transcripts or hear enough of a sound bites to, to get a, 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 you know, a real clear analysis on it. But I, I was listening to it live, the audio, and... Uh, I don't think the justices were buying the idea that Donald Trump should be removed from the ballot in Colorado. What do you think? No, uh, I don't think they were. It's so overwhelmingly obvious. I mean, we can't have a presidential contest and then say, really, what I think is for political reasons, we won't let certain people on the ballot. Um, So President Trump obviously should be on the ballot. And I think the Supreme Court judges will go along with this. There'll be some other decisions later on that could be more problematic. 
What do you make of the state rights issue when it comes to, say, the state of Texas? Uh, we know the Tenth Amendment, the powers the federal government has are limited and expressed. The unlisted powers belong to the states in respect to people thereof. But we also know that there is in the U.S. Constitution the clause that deals with the federal government's responsibility to stop an invasion. Uh, what do you make of the conflict between well, the state of Texas and the federal government? The state of Texas should be able to prevent unlimited people from crossing the boundary. I have heard in the last couple of days that buses of people have been arriving in Wisconsin as well. The thing to take away from it, though, is we are going to lose this country if Joe Biden or somebody like Joe Biden gets reelected. Joe Biden wants open borders. And if we have open borders, this country is done. And his extremism can be shown not only on letting everybody in here, but he's so extreme on open borders, he wants to prevent Texas from keeping people south of the border. This is a disaster. The American public, quite frankly, should have known better in the first place. When Joe Biden ran, he said he was going to give health care to all legal immigrants. What do you think is going to happen when you elect the candidate that's going to give health care to all people crossing the border illegally? You're going to have a complete change in America, a great increase in the population of America, a great increase in the number of people who expect to be on welfare in America, a great increase in people who uh, have perhaps done bad things in the past, but we don't have time or the ability to run background checks on people here coming people coming here from other countries. Not to mention, you're going to get a lot of people who aren't very freedom loving. So, given all the bad things that are going on, we applaud the governor of Texas for trying to keep people south of the border, and we are appalled that President Biden one more time is showing his cards. He says we have to do a better job of negotiating. The Republicans have to do a better job of negotiating with. No, the problem, President Biden, is at the end of the day, you are trying to let everybody from around the world coming here. And one of the ways you can see that is he is suing the governor of Texas for trying to prevent people from coming in this country illegally. Is the goal a multi-pronged approach? Is it, you know, the... I think the goal is to ruin... the, The goal is to ruin America. Why else would you let everybody come here? And you can see it in other things he does as well. Why do you spend so much money you know to a degree you'll hurt the value of the dollar and thereby hurt the middle class? Why do you have a woke military in which you are judging people not by who's the best soldier, but by this time we need an African-American, this time we need a Native American, this time we need an Asian-American? I mean, that's the way to destroy our military and destroy the uh, fiber that holds this country together. The only reason you racialize everybody is if you want to literally ruin America. Mm. Do you believe that there is the goal by some for basically one party rule, let all these folks in and then and then turn them into voters? Well, I think uh, John Adams said we want a populist that's a, a moral and religious people and we're totally unfit for any other kind. If we begin to let people in here who are not a moral religious people or people who aren't freedom loving, people would be happy to give up their freedoms if it meant more comfort. And uh, that is the concern um, that we are going to get the type of people here who our forefathers did not think would protect our constitution. Let's. Uh, another thing is, Benjamin Franklin, when the uh, Constitution was laid out, he said that uh, this is a uh, we, we're giving you a republic if you can keep it. And only a special type of person can keep the republic that our forefathers gave us in the Constitution. 
if we if we bring people in here who don't respect that constitution, don't value freedom, we're done. Yeah. You gave an impassioned speech on the floor of the house. How often do you do you go to the floor once a week and and give us I speech? I try to go to the floor once a week and point out things that maybe the other politicians aren't pointing out. Mm. This week you gave one on February 7th folks can find on C-SPAN, I'm sure also on his congressional website, which is which is what by the way, sir? Um my website, just Google Glenn Grothman. Okay. Just Google Glenn Grothman, folks. You'll find it. And hopefully I queued it up at the right spot. But, folks, he, he goes into Israel. And you guys know uh, my heart for the uh, people and the Jewish people and the people of Israel. So I want to I play that a little bit. I, hopefully I queued it up right. If not, hold on. It'll, he'll get to it. L- listen and watch this from the floor of the House Representative, Congressman Glenn Grotham. One of my colleagues talks about the number of contacts with Border Patrol. They do not talk about the number of people let in the country. But 370,000 easily is the highest amount we've had in a month. By point of reference, under the prior administration, the number let in per month in the final year would vary from five to $20,000, 20,000 people a month. We are now have increased things by a factor of about 18 to 1, and it creates the biggest threat to the future of our republic that is out there. In addition to the 370,000 people crossing the border, all of which will be schooled here, all of which, as promised in his election bid, will receive free medical care. And by the way, I should point out that many Americans don't get free medical care. They're either uninsured or have $20,000 deductibles. No, our president has promised the new immigrants here free unlimited health care. Uh, but with those people come, depending on the month, eight to 10,000 in unaccompanied minors. We do not allow seven or eight-year-olds to wander around the country if they are born here. We are now getting, depending on the month, eight to thousand unaccompanied minors. Obviously, a recipe for human trafficking. Mm. Obviously, a recipe for being mistreated, being allowed to work in factories all hours. Um, the administration has not done anywhere near an adequate job of keeping track of these folks and where they are. They have intentionally said that we are not going to be giving out DNA tests so that if somebody wants to be a sponsor and claims to be an uncle for little Missy, we have no idea whether that's true or not. Uh, depending upon who's doing the counting, we've lost somewhere between 30 and 80,000 of these unaccompanied minors somewhere in the country. For a press corps that in the past has cons- concerns about um, families being broken up, that only happened for a couple weeks at a time and only when it was absolutely necessary. Here we have tens of thousands of, of young children without either parent possibly never seeing them again. It is a story that ought to be talked about, and it ought to be graphs in the front page of every newspaper in the country that we are now letting in 370,000 people. It should also be more accurately covered the number of people who are dying of preventable but but overdoses in narcotics. We are over 100,000 a year. I am old enough to remember the Vietnam War where there was so great a concern as we lost 57,000 American servicemen over 12 years. 
57,000 American servicemen over 12 years, over 100,000 people killed every year by illegal um, drugs crossing our southern border. I think the mainstream media ought to do more to point this out. If people die in a murder, if people die in a car accident, it always makes the local pages. This is far more than the number of murders plus car accidents every year, and we ought to do a better job of educating the public the number of people dying in any individual county. That is an underreported story and will result in the end of America. They, we do report that there is currently a war going on between Hamas and Israel, and it has been reported that that, was started, that war was started 100% by Hamas, which stormed across the border, raping women, cutting the heads off of little children, killing over 1,000 uh, people. I believe that the American press is not, and uh, I think the, some members of the American public believe the reason this war began is that in some fashion Palestinians were being mistreated uh, by being adjacent to Israel. This is not true at all and has been underreported what a potentially good situation one had prior to this war if one lived in Gaza. During the initial invasion, the horrific invasion, some people may have noticed that some of the people killed were from Thailand. Other peoples may have noticed that some of the people who were held hostage were from Thailand. I don't think the mainstream media has done a good job of explaining why that was. It is because if you lived in Gaza or near Gaza, there were all sorts of good jobs that were made available uh, by being at or near Israel. Recently appeared in the paper that up to 25,000 people from Ecuador wanted to move to Israel to take these jobs. These jobs are better jobs than almost anywhere else in the Arab world. Indeed, why would people from Ecuador or people from Thailand come from halfway around the world to live in Israel? because it's a wonderful place to live, people are well paid, and even though you're leaving your family behind, it's a highly desirable life. I think if one considers the number of people from other parts around the world who are coming to Israel to work, one would realize that the case that Hamas has made to society as a whole that they were put upon minority disappears. And it shows 100% of the sympathy in the current conflict or the beginning of the conflict should stand with Israel. Wow, well said. I'm glad I queued it up a little earlier uh, before Israel because of your points about the border. I've got uh, the minutes are racing for this broadcast. Congressman, uh, you bring up first before you go back to Israel, the children. Um, we have reporters coming on here, citizen reporters. Uh, some of them who have tracked down the government websites, the federal government websites, talking about how many minor children are in these uh, camps throughout the country, and many, many, many of them are in Texas. Um, what is happening with these minor children in all of these camps? Well, what we do is we try to send them to a sponsor. The problem is the sponsors are not adequately vetted. Not to mention the sponsors are not the parents of the children. You know, not long ago, the American public got all upset or were told they should be upset because families were being split at the border. Here we have 
eight to 10,000 unaccompanied minors without either child showing up at the border every month, and they are not turned back over to their parents, go back to wherever, Honduras, where your parents are. They're let in with sponsors that we feel are not adequately vetted. Tens of thousands of children are then unaccounted for six or eight months down the road. Either we've lost track of the sponsor or the sponsors lost track of the kids. And as the result, these children are separated from their parents. You're dividing families. And the mainstream media, who is all upset when a child may spend 10 or 12 days apart from their parents, is mute when tens of thousands of children are spending the rest of their lives, perhaps, apart from their parents. Wow. Okay, now let's go to Israel. Uh, I love the points you were making there. because. When that broke out on that Friday night, and I came to the news desk that Saturday morning and spent eight and a half hours on the air, and I don't know if you know, Congressman, but I have a paid correspondent on the air in Israel. I pay him. A workman is worthy of his hire. He was a tour guide for 30 years. He's still a tour guide, but there are no tours to lead right now. And I said, look, you know Israel. You're, you're, you're Jewish. You're an Israeli that knows the land. Come report. He's turned into a fabulous reporter. We've sent equipment over there. We've set up a broadcast center. And, you know, we started talking about the number of Israelis that were having the folks come out of the Gaza, come through, I guess, a, a, an area in the fence, and would work in those kibbutz. They get paid to work in their garden, harvest the vegetables. They were trying to be uh, friendly to them and help them. Some of them would maybe be on the more liberal scale of things, some of those uh, Jewish Israelis would be maybe a little more on the interfaith, uh, can't we all coexist kind of side. And what? look what they did to them. They murdered and slaughtered the people that were trying to make common ground with them, which I understand from my report on the ground, some of them were saying, uh, we're not, you know, some of them th th of that elk that survived, and some of them obviously didn't, they're saying, wow, we, we will never go do that again. So, I mean, they, they slaughtered the people they were trying to make common cause with them. Right. I think something that's not been emphasized enough, uh, there's a perception out there among some young people, particularly naive young people, that somehow Israel was mistreating the Arabs who live in the Gaza Strip. The opposite is true. They got good jobs, jobs that now that they probably lost them by killing so many Israelis, will be taken by people from Thailand, taken by people from Ecuador, taken by people from Vietnam. People are coming from countries that aren't horrible countries, like India, like Ecuador. They'll be coming halfway around the world to work in Israel and take the jobs the Palestinians have now lost. Uh, and, and like I said in the, in the tape there, um, there's a reason why people from Thailand were killed or people from Thailand were taken hostage. It's because they felt it was better off to say goodbye to their family and come to Israel and work around there than uh, than it was to stay in their native country. Wow. Not enough people wow. know that. Think about that. Twenty. They're right now negotiating. Maybe twenty five thousand people from Ecuador are going to go to Israel and work and take those jobs that used to be taken by Palestinians. That's how good those jobs are that the Palestinians are kicking away. And by the way, you know something else? In Israel, there are over 400 mosques. You know how many Jewish temples there are, <laughs> Jewish synagogues there are in Gaza? None. Exactly. exactly. Israel has treated these people so well. No thanks.
Congressman Glenn Grothman, as always, it's a great honor to have you on our broadcast. Thank you for speaking the truth on the House floor. We hope folks will visit your website. Just Google his name, Glenn Grothman, Congressman Glenn Grothman of the 6th District of Wisconsin. I know a lot of our folks in the VCY American Network know you, support you, and are proud of you. And we are appreciative of you and call you a friend here. So thank you for being with us. Thanks. Hopefully we'll give you an update again in a couple of weeks. Oh, you can count on it. Thank you, Congressman. Congressman Glenn Grothman checking in, folks. All right, that's our broadcast, and this is my final night at Lindell TV. It's been a great joy to co-found Lindell TV and work here for the last three years with Mike Lindell, great American. Now I'm honored to work with another great American, General Michael Flynn and his team, and the opportunity to be the Chief Operating Officer and President of Patriot.TV, my first chance to ever build a publicly traded company. I'm looking forward to it. I know we'll continue to work with that great American, Mike Lindell, we are friends. We will remain friends. We are in the trenches together. And again, what a great opportunity to work with Mike Lindell and now to work with another great American, General Michael Flynn. Thank you to all of you that have tuned in each and every night and have put your trust in this broadcast. Again, I know some of you are very disappointed. Some of you expressed your frustration. But please understand, this is a door that I think the Lord has opened, and I'm walking through it. We're not leaving behind Mike Lindell. We're just walking alongside Mike Lindell and the Lindell team. Great luck and good wishes to everybody at the Lindell team and Lindell TV. It's been an honor to build it, and I look forward to seeing what you guys do as you continue to take over that building of that network. And of course, there are very few of us out here. We have to work together, and we will. I think you can count on seeing Lindell TV, Patriot.TV, and my channel, my network, Worldview 2, continuing to be involved with the folks at Lindell TV. Certainly, I know Mike will be coming over and being a guest when he has time on this broadcast that is now going to be exclusively at worldviewtube.com and patriot.tv. So thank you to all of you. As I always say, thank you for watching, and may God save America. Take care.